Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, July 8th. Show number 187 coming at you back in our uh, the Hammer Down Racing Report home studios presented by Oak Shade Raceway. Um, fun week last week yeah. at uh, Big D's Pizza. Oh, it was. So, and uh, we've got well, a lot. I, miss, I really miss being fed. Yeah, I, my brother came over. He brought pizza over earlier, so I'm all, I'm all good. I should have invited you over. You come over. You can, we can set up a studio here, or we're talking about uh, maybe setting up a studio at uh, Ron's. I know that probably won't work for Jerry because that's quite a commute for you, uh, and the amount I pay you doesn't quite cover the fuel. Yeah, yeah, the travel allotment just isn't quite. <laughs> but uh, we, well, we we've got a couple extra bedrooms. You know, if you ever <laughs> ditch that ditch that pavement gig, you'd be really close to for oak shade. Oh. Man, oh man, oh man! You know that's not the first time I've heard that this week. Hmm. <laughs> well, uh, maybe we'll we'll figure we'll get something we'll sort something out here. I think, and uh, maybe we'll get uh, live guests back uh, as a, as an option once again, and and maybe just at least Ron and I and and Jerry Jerry the third wheel. <laughs> I'm just kidding, man. It's all good. Uh, coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Uh, make sure to uh, like us on Facebook. Even if you don't like us, just click the like button anyways. It's more of a suggestion more than you actually having to like us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Follow us on YouTube. And, uh, of course, you can listen to us on your favorite podcasting platform, including uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Uh, you can also check out HammerDownRacingReport.com, which I think I forgot to update this week, unfortunately. <laughs> Hmm. Oh, no. I know I'm bad. And I, I do apologize uh, for our listeners that do listen to the podcast uh, on Apple or, you know, the, just the audio-only version. Something happened. I uploaded the show after I got back late uh, last Thursday from uh, Big D's. And apparently I noticed, uh, I think it was Sunday, I noticed that. I was like, hey, where's the latest episode of the Hammer Down Race Report on, on the podcast? And for some reason it didn't publish so I had to go back in and, and publish. So it didn't get published till like Sunday. So I do apologize about that. Usually it comes up uh, later Thursday nights uh, is when that gets published. So you have it first thing Friday mornings. It'll be back, I promise. Tonight on the show, we're going to be speaking with the uh, legendary Brad Doty, as uh, we do once a year. We've been doing this for, I think this is the third year in a row now. We've been uh, probably yeah previewing the Brad Doty Classic coming up Tuesday at Attica Raceway Park. Um. Not the first World of Outlaw show at uh, Attica this year. Is uh, they had one? Was it uh, Memorial Day weekend? I believe it was. So, and uh, so, yeah. I'm still not used to the the, yeah, the baby. Don't worry, it's not going to baby face. Like <laughs> what happened? It's growing back. Did it catch on fire uh, during the Fourth of July weekend? Where, did you burn it all a, off? A, What's going on? A tragic uh, accident. No, I uh, not had another a job one. And, and decided to uh, look professional so i i took it off and got rid of the straggle now i can grow it back <laughs> all right fair enough now they know what they're getting into if they hire me so loyal listener barb ganser just said hi to ron and scott i don't think she recognized you jerry yeah, she, she tagged it on a little hi, later <laughs> yeah, john says wondering who, the, who the new guy is yeah yeah who's that new guy on there i don't know we heard it. we're getting a younger staff now so Get much younger than look looking than this. Uh, I got to thank Oakshade Raceway where the fastest meet to race. Racing every Saturday night this week is uh, the rescheduled Tim Fisher Billy Ruff Memorial. 
Sportsman paying $444 to win, late models, bombers, compacts in action, and the vintage American race cars. And I'm hoping that they get that 70s late model back out there. We've had them out there a, a couple times. That thing yep. is pretty badass. Um, yeah. All those old cars are pretty pretty badass. And they go at it for an exhibition. We, they put on a couple heat races and a feature, and these guys are going at it, and they're, you know, open cockpit uh, kind of things. Not the, not the most safest machines, but uh, they're, they're how they were back in the day. Right, Ron? Absolutely. <laughs> I, I, I remember them. I'm too, I'm too young to remember that. Yeah. 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 Baby face. Uh, general mission, $14 at Oakshade this Saturday. Gates open at four, racing at seven. Also have to thank Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, the uh, most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced. They're manufactured in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. Check out uh, some of their products uh, on sale on their website at uh, realgeese.com. Uh, also, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, Freeze Frame Photos, uh, sponsors of the show. And uh, we got uh, a lot of racing action to uh, get caught up in on from uh, last week, Jerry. Let's get into this week's racing roundup. Kicking things off at Attica Raceway Park. Waterville, Ohio's Travis Philo earned his seventh career Attica win on Friday night, holding off DJ Foose to win the 410 feature. Chris Andrews finished third. Ryan Missler earned his 15th career Attica feature win in the late model feature over Mike Boris and Matt Irie. Dustin Stroop tangled with Paul Weaver at the start of the 305 feature, but kept going while Weaver took a tumble. Stroop led the entire distance with Matt Foose and Tyler Schulich finishing second and third. At Limeland Motorsports Park last Friday, Sean Dancer won the KNL Remix NRA Sprint Invaders feature going wire to wire. Todd Sherman went back to back, picking up his second UMP modified feature in a row. And Craig Dittman also went back to back, winning his second Thunderstock feature A main in a row. Who? At Sandusky's, that Craig Ron, Dittman. Ron guy, Miller East. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ron Miller East, yeah. <laughs> he looked really good. It, it was a pretty good time. Uh, Dipp- Dippman had a great run. Uh, Todd Sherman. I believe he just had a birthday, his... too. Yeah, Dippman, yeah, he did. So he had a birthday that. present. Happy birthday. Yeah, Taylor came along. She didn't have the best night on the track, but she had a good time. I've seen her post a lot of pictures, and it sounded like she had fun being back at Lima Land. That was her second start ever at Lima Land, so hmm. glad to have them come down and, and race with us. Sandusky Speedway was in action last Friday night. Uh, Sam Stout took the Renegades feature over Eric Johnson and Clayton Oliver. Johnny Newman took the Pure Stock feature over Kyle Lawson and Wayne Sweeney. On Saturday night, Ben Watson took the Renegades feature over Friday night's winner Sam Stout and Dylan Napier. Bill Rabbits took the Pure Stock feature win over Travis as Laxon. I hope I'm close. And Dan Smith. Kyle (laughs) Edwards took the MSS Super Modified feature over Trent Stevens and Mo Lilly. Spencer Atkins took the beginner stock feature over Laney. What are this? Is this all like Nordic <laughs> names up there? I don't get it. Laney this is why Jaylen. I have you do this part now. <laughs> but man, that's 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 a lot of like Nordic names, like Icelandic. I have to get with Doug Doc to get the pronunciations next time. Yeah, Icelandic. Yeah, sure They're the Vikings at Sandusky that, Speedway. That's exactly what it seems like. <laughs> that, that could be a marketing ploy now for for Doug and those guys. That's pretty cool. Oakshade Raceway was in action last Saturday night. Rusty Schlenk won a wild Ursham excavating late model feature over Dusty Moore and Devin Shields. Rusty Smith won his fifth sportsman feature in a row over Carter Murday and Mike Jessen. Colin Schultz won his fourth consecutive bomber A main over Chain Stuckey and Jeff Folks Jr. Corey Gum won the compact feature over Eric Carr and Joe Carr. And Roscoe Stetton won the bomber B. Sweetwater, Texas, Blake Andrews made the pass for the win of the compact B-Main, exiting turn four, coming to the checkered flag. That was the most exciting night, race of the night, too. The very end, very last race, everybody's left, and 
They miss out on this kid from uh, UNOH picking up that win. That's their own fault for leaving. I, that's why I love about Oakshade. You never know what, what class is going to put on the best show and the greatest race of the night. And his car looked love, like a, a Texas flag. It was like a Texas flag. It was all awesome. decorated as a Texas flag. It was cool. <laughs> so did you tag him with the nickname Lone Star? Blake uh, I, Lone Star? I was not announcing that race because I had just got back up in the tower after after the bomber thing. So, All right. Well, maybe you got to work on that. All right. We'll work on that. <laughs> Flat Rock, <clears throat> excuse me, Flat Rock Speedway was in action with Greg Stute winning an exciting ARCA figure eight 20 lap feature. Uh, Eric Lee scored his first ARCA Moran Chevrolet Owl Lake model feature of 2021. Dennis Wisman Jr. won the flag pole race, taking the figure eight boat, boat race win in front of a packed grandstand full of enthusiastic fans last night at Flat Rock was Captain Bryce Thompson. Capping off a great school bus figure eight night at Flat Rock Speedway, much to the capacity's crowd's delight, was Jack Franzel. We just had Jack on the show there a couple weeks ago. Hey, it's, Jack work, not it's only... working. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it took a while. He was on the show. He yeah. won. Yeah, but he did. He I, It took a couple of races, though. I don't think he won that first race. So I don't know yeah, that there yeah. were any races between when he was on and now, were there? Uh, I believe Maybe. so. Yeah, it was a Friday night at uh, Toledo. He was, okay. he was running that last next night, and uh, was it okay. Paget that won that? I don't remember. Yeah, uh, I can't remember who won now, but yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Jack, Jack, not only he not only did he roll over the the bus and get it back on all fours, they didn't drag Kyle Worley to the wind by inches. So, congratulations, Jack. Let's see, uh, Fremont. That was two weeks ago. We already talked about that one. Oh, Shady I forgot to delete that. Way. My bad. Yeah, I'm glad I noticed it. Yeah. Shady Bowl Speedway was in action this past weekend, all three days on Friday night. The must see sprints. Feature went to J.J. Hennis, Noble Armor Coating, Crown Vicks, Tyler Brandenberry picking up an exciting win. On Saturday, it was the Dave Nagel Excavating Late Models with Matt Parsons picking up the win there. Wooten Automotive and Towing Modified's Logan McPherson picked up his first win of 2021. In the Adams Automotive Street Stocks, it was Josh Sage picking up the win. Bullet Liner Dayton Thundercars, 15-year-old Hunter Hicks picked up his first win of 2021. Herod Sepik Solutions Compacts, it was Mike Wintrow picking up his second of 2021. And then Midwest Champ Carts, Mike Mason picked up an exciting last uh, lap win over Eric Wollison. On Sunday, the Modified Madness feature went to Chris Parker. Compact's Nick Hall, outsider, came in and took the money. In the Crown Vicks, Jimmy McElfresh picked up the win after destroying his car on Friday and spending the weekend rebuilding it at the track. In the 150-lap King of Enduros feature, it was Scotty Mark was picking up the win. Waynesfield Raceway Park was in action with Lockie McHugh out of Gold Coast, Queensland, Australia, leading the last 25 laps of the third annual Bob Hampshire Class at Waynesfield uh, to score his first victory in the U.S. Lee Jacobs finished second and Cap Henry finished third. Isaac Chappell made history Saturday to pick his pick up his third consecutive boss win in the 12th annual Jack Hewitt Classic. He picked up the win after taking the lead with just six laps to go and drove to his third consecutive win with the MPD Racing Buckeye Outlaw Sprint Series, the first driver to accomplish that feat in the 11-year history of the series. Former Hewitt Classic winner Lee Underwood finished second and Corbin Hazlett rounded out the podium. Ian Krieger survived their caution with just two laps to go and drove to the win in the USAC Thunder Midgets. Bryce Massengill finished second, and Stratton Briggs finished third. In Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series action, Jonathan Davenport continued his Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series winning streak on Friday night in the Independence 50 at Portsmouth Raceway Park. With 36 laps in the books, Kyle Bronson moved past Tim McCready to hold on to the second position for the remainder of the race. Tim McCready led all 50 laps to pick up Saturday night's Prime Solutions 50 win at Muskingum County Speedway. McCready's third series win of the season was his first ever win at the Moran family promoted facility. 
Kyle Bronson finished in a runner-up spot for the second night in a row. In his a debut at Muskingum County Speedway, Spencer Hughes finished third. Next up for the Lucas Oil Late Models, looks like they did have the, the Grassy Smith Memorial was tonight, but that has been canceled due to Hurricane Elsa. And then the Mountain Moonshine Classic at Smoky Mountain Speedway uh, tomorrow and Saturday. World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were in action. Two-time and defending World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car Series champion Brad Sweet snagged his fourth consecutive victory at Cedar Lake Speedway on Friday night. On a green-white checkered restart, Sweet slid by Carson Macedo to take the lead and went on to the checkered flag. Macedo held on to finish second. Aaron Reitzel finished third. Brad Sweet scored his fifth consecutive victory at Cedar Lake on Saturday night. Led took the lead on lap 13 again from Carson Macedo and crossed the finish line uh, 8.834 seconds ahead of Macedo. Geo Selzy rounded out the podium. Next up for the Outlaw Sprint Series, Badger 40 at Wilmot Speedway in Wilmot, Wisconsin on Saturday, June 10th. On Tuesday, June 13th, will, is the Brad Doty Classic at Attica Raceway Park, which we'll talk about here in just a little bit. Jerkers Wild at Eldora on Wednesday. On Thursday, it'll be the 38th Annual Kings Royal. On June 15th, it'll be the night before the Kings Royal on Friday and the 37th Kings Royal on Saturday at Eldora. In NASCAR action, Kyle Busch picked up his 101st NASCAR Xfinity Series victory by winning the Henry 180 at Road America Saturday afternoon. He beat Daniel Hemrick by 3.5 seconds for the victory. Michael Annette was third. In the Cup Series, Chase Elliott dominated the second half of the jockey Made in America 250 at Road America, cruising to his second victory of the season and the seventh road course. It was the first NASCAR Cup Series race at Road America since 1956. Christopher Bell finished second, and Kyle Busch came home third. Kyle, Kyle Larson proved that he's human. I know. Yes, he did. You know, he's got to give him some hope. You know, he can't win them all and, and, and make it boring for NASCAR. I, I, what was he, 12th, 15th, something like that? Uh, yeah, I was, well, he must have given Chase his setup, and I, I don't know. Or maybe, maybe yeah, they switched no. helmets and Kyle was driving the nine. I don't maybe know. Kyle is not a super road course guy. I don't know. He's, I, he's, I've seen him do good on road courses too. So I yeah, just we all have. A fluke. Yep. Maybe that chassis just wasn't the, the best one in the Hendrick stable and the, they got to go back to the, they missed the setup. For his, they missed the setup yeah. just a little. That's it. There you go. Good as excuse as any. <laughs> Next up for NASCAR, the cup series is in action for the Quaker state 400 on Sunday, July 11th at on NBC sports network, Xfinity series, the credit karma money, two fifty at the Atlanta motor speedway on Saturday at three 30. And then the Truck Series, the Corn Belt 150 at Knoxville in Knoxville, Iowa, tomorrow night at 9 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. That'll be interesting. That'll be good. Yep. That ought to be good. I was looking at the entry list. A lot of uh, dirt racing ringers involved there. Should be a fun fun race to, to see who can, uh, if it's going to be one of the NASCAR regulars or if it's going to be guys like Brian Brown or one of them that can step in and steal that event. So Matt Crafton's had a lot of dirt experience in his modified, and uh, he He'll be in a truck that he's very familiar with. I look for him to be right up, right up front. There you go. You heard it first from Felix Fafufnik. That's it, Felix. Felix, I'm going to go. I'm going to buck your trend here, and I'm going to call the winner for tomorrow. I'm going to say Stuart Friesen picks up the win at Knoxville. Yeah, could be. I wonder if his wife is running. <laughs> she is. She is entered. Is she? They are both entered. Yes. Right. That ought to be fun. Right. As long as she doesn't. She was supposed to be at the Bristol race, wasn't she? And something happened. Uh, yeah. Qualifying got rained out or something, and she didn't qualify for it. Yep. So that, that'll be fun to watch. Those two are great ambassadors for, for not only dirt racing, but for racing in general. So They I'm are. Really they are. They're great people. Well. Yes, they are. 
Uh, NTT IndyCar Series was in action. Joseph Newgarden started on the pole and led 73 laps of the 80-lap contest to claim, claim the 19th victory of his NTT IndyCar Series career at the Honda Indy 200 at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Force. Newgarden defeated Marcus Erickson by 0.879 seconds. Uh, NTT IndyCar Series points leader Alex Blue was third. Next up for the IndyCars, the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix on the street course of Nashville on Sunday, August 8th at 5.30 on ES. I'm sorry, NBC. ESPN, NBC Sports Network. There you go. Camping World SRX Series is in action. Ernie Francis Jr. scored an emphatic victory in the Camping World SRX Series race Saturday night at Lucas Oil Raceway, beating NASCAR Hall of Famer Bobby Labonte in a two-lap shootout to the finish. He led the final 65 laps in the 76-lap race around the .686 mile over oval near Indianapolis. Scott Speed finished third. Next up for the SRX Series, Slinger Speedway on Saturday, July 10th at 8 p.m. on CBS. Other notes, Dirt Car Summer Nationals updates. Uh, Davenport Port Speedway last Thursday, Bobby Pierce picked up the win, as well as on Friday at the Dirt Track at Route 66. At Fayette County Speedway on Saturday, it was Brandon Shepard. Lincoln Speedway on Sunday, also Brandon Shepard. Ashton Winger picked up the win at Knox County Fair Raceway on Tuesday. And last night, Bobby Pierce picked up another another victory in the Summer Nationals. And we haven't been talking Next, about it, but uh, how about, uh, what's his face? Modified driver. His name's Nick face. Hoffman. Yes, who's been yeah. what, 11, 11, undefeated. 11 wins, for, 11 wins for 11 entries. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but notice he didn't take part in the event that Kenny Schre- or Kenny Wallace was at. So. Right. Is that, is that I what think, Okay. Nick, and that was the one yeah, Kenny Nick Wallace Hoffman won. Nick Hoffman fears Kenny Wallace. Hmm. I'm, I'm putting it right out there. I hope he sees this video. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Hoffman fears nobody. I know that he, he, I've been lucky enough to call a couple events with him and that he is a stud behind the wheel of a modified. And I would love to see him and Kenny duel it out at some point here during the summer nationals. Maybe, maybe at a track in uh, uh, Northwest Ohio. Ohio. Yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah. 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 yeah Northwestern Ohio could be, yeah, that could be big. Could be could be the battleground. We could could see it right there. So we'll, we'll pretty sure they've one. both won there too. Uh, Kenny has not won that I know of, but he okay. did. He was crowned champion because the series that <laughs> the modifieds right. used to That's end. Right. It, Brian Ruhlman won that race, and and uh, yep. Schrader won the championship that year. But uh, yeah. So yeah, there you go. Hopefully, Kenny and Nick are both watching this. We can get them up to to uh, Oak Shade and uh, put on a show for the fans. That'd be great. It sucks. I won't be able to be there, but. You guys will have to fill me in on, on all the fun. Well, you know we will. So, um. <laughs> Next up for the Hell Tour, making uh, Speedway in Illinois tonight, Farmer City Raceway tomorrow, Highland Speedway in Illinois Saturday, Tri-State Indiana on Sunday, Lake Cumberland Tuesday, Circle City Indiana on Wednesday, and then Thunderbird Michigan next Thursday, and that does it for this week's Racing Roundup. All right. Maybe one of, maybe one of our listeners can fill us in. I had heard that uh, local racer Rusty Schlenk was heading out on the tour starting tonight. Don't know if that happened. Maybe somebody can help us. No, maybe we can ask Brad. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't think he'll know. But I'll ring it up Brad Doty here. Hello? Mr. Doty. Yes. Hey, it's Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, a.k.a. He's going by Felix Fafufnik tonight. And uh, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Keys are uh, on the phone. Uh, how's it going? I'm going well. How about you guys? Pretty good. What uh, what what do you got going on uh, the Thursday before the Big Brad Doty Classic coming up next uh, next week? Uh, oh man, it's been a crazy last couple of days. Just 
getting things buttoned up and and uh, a lot going on. Just uh, been at it all day on the phone a lot and uh, just making sure things are taken care of and people are taken care of and everybody's got the passes they need and that uh, we got you know shirts coming and and the event shirt uh, is supposed to arrive tomorrow and so just a lot of last minute stuff that happens every year. Cool. Um, and I, the event shirts, are these only available at the actual event or can uh, people order them? Well, I'm not sure yet. Um, okay. In the past, they were uh, available online, um, but we're, we're not, like I said, we haven't even gotten ours for the event yet. So uh, I don't know if we're going to, uh, if they printed any extra or if they are going to, you know, to put them up online. So it, they've been like everybody else having trouble getting uh, supplies and ink and different things and getting help. So they are way behind. And uh, literally when you have an event, you know, they know that uh, it's a certain date and it's a cutoff. They have to have them done where, you know, drivers and other, you know, everybody wants their stuff for big races and everything, but um, there's only enough time and so much time in the day. So anyway, we got ours done. And after that, I don't know. So, um, (laughs) People can watch my my Twitter feed at Brad Doty eighteen and uh, for updates on that, you know, because I have had a couple people ask me on Twitter and same thing. I just don't know yet. Is there uh, anything else that uh, the supply chain issues are, are creating any possible issues uh, for for Tuesday? I don't think so. Um, you know, um, obviously we we well we we had the record for a couple years of the highest. Uh, car count for a single day World of Outlaws race uh, anywhere in the country, which we were pretty proud of that. But, uh, you know, I think we're 40 to 50 cars is about average. And, you know, a lot of uh, teams are are, uh, having some issues with engine pieces and parts. So, they're you know, some are trying to save. And I know Hoosier and some of the tire companies – you know, are having trouble, but I think the tire situation will not, shouldn't affect us. It sounds like, and and maybe, you know, a few teams that are concerned about equipment, but, uh, you know, everybody I've talked to so far says, says they're coming. So, um, it's a long time between now and then, but you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, obviously with the world of outlaws, we're going to have a great field of cars with them and the Attica regulars and, and, and uh, I know we're going to get well. Anthony Macri told me a few weeks ago he's coming in from Pennsylvania and got some other drivers that uh, are considering. Christopher Bell confirmed it. He's going to be oh, there nice. in Kevin Swindell. Yeah, he'll be there in Kevin Swindell's car. So Kyle, he'll be. Is Kyle Larson coming? That I can't say for sure. Um, <laughs> so um have to. So, Kind of the same thing. You have to stay tuned, I guess, and watch my Twitter feed. But, uh, you know, um, I'm hoping he does. Um, will he let you know yeah. ahead of time, or will he just uh, show up? Well, that 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 depends on some things, too. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I can't – I don't want to get myself in trouble. I'm, I, I just got my fingers crossed that, that he'll be there. Um, so, uh, you know, we would, obviously would like the defending winner to be at the event, but, you know. The same thing, people watch Attica uh, Twitter feed or my Twitter feed, you know, Monday or Tuesday, 
uh, for, for an update on that. So um, as soon as we know for sure, everyone will know. Put it that way. <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, Brad, you've got your finger on sprint car racing. What's with the Australian invasion? We've been seeing a lot of Aussie racers uh, running very well. Yeah, well, there's a lot of talent down there. I mean, you know, they they don't have NASCAR in Australia, so sprint car racing, um, they do have the, um, oh, shoot, what are they called? The sedan, the I uh, can't think off the top of my head that basically the sedans, you know, road racing and, and, uh, and that down there and they do get a formula one race and I think an Indy car race, but they don't have a, a national series like NASCAR. So sprint car racing is just huge in Australia and they produce some really good drivers and, and, you know, they prove that when they come over here. I think our good friend Wade, Wade Auger, uh, is, is pretty, uh, pretty influential in their in their sprint car series oh yeah he's a great announcer man that guy he he i tell him i said he he literally makes me tired and wears me out just talking to him he's got <laughs> his mind it runs a thousand miles per hour and he's always got this idea and that idea you know if you've ever seen him in action announcing a race or seen him at the Knoxville nationals or i mean the guy just doesn't stop and uh, i've told him that i said man you're wearing me out you know so but uh, yeah, he he does a great job, and and uh, you know yeah he's he's in had some influence on a, in a lot of young drivers, you know, helping getting get sponsorships and get them rides and that kind of thing, and get them some PR. So uh, everybody has to pull together on this thing. Speak, yeah. Speaking of uh, of kids and uh, drivers coming from from out of the area, uh, what do you think of these guys, these kids coming from uh, California? Uh, and making a name for for themselves here in in Ohio, you know, uh, Buddy Kofoid, uh, Macedo, you know. Oh yeah, the same the same thing. I mean, California. Even back, I'm an old timer, but you know, back in my day, <laughs> in the early '80s and stuff. I mean, you know, California had some very top teams. I mean, a lot of them were were um, capable of running with the world of outlaws, but you know, the things were good in, at home and, and uh, you know, kind of the attitude, why travel the country when we're, we're doing, we're doing good here at home. But boy, I tell you, when we, when we got into California, we had our hands full as, as the world of outlaws drivers. And, and so there's always been a lot of talent out there, but for years, a lot of people didn't know it. You know, a lot of them stayed on, I mean, Brent Kading traveled and, and got out and about and some other drivers, but man, the last few years, um, you know, they've just had more opportunity to get rides or they have a good enough team that's willing to travel and get, get them out around the country to showcase what they can do. And, and there, you know, a lot of the tracks in California are just little bull rings and that, and that teaches you how to race, how to get through traffic, how to be aggressive, you know, and, and that's what produces why I think it produces uh, California produces such good drivers. And it's not just California, but the the West Coast, and it's been this way for years. I mean, uh, Jeff Gordon has uh, raced uh, around here. He's from California. Uh, Casey Kane came from uh, what Enumin Claw, Washington. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And you you hit Washington, Oregon too. Yeah, so they've got a lot of good racers, you know, out there too. And uh, you know, of course, Skagit's the, the big deal out in Washington. And and uh, I don't take anything from any of the other tracks, but definitely. You know, Skagit 
has several big races and some World of Outlaws races, and, and the same thing. When the World of Outlaws go rolling in the Skagit, they know that the local guys are going to be tough to beat. Brad, you've been very vocal over the years about your love for the uh, for Ascot Raceway. You, know, you had some, some very uh, good success out there over the years. What, what does it mean to me or your memory when you go back to your memory banks, uh, some of the races you had at Ascot? Oh, man, it was it was just a beautiful facility. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was, um, you know, almost right in Los, downtown Los Angeles. I mean, you could see the. If I remember right, you could see the Hollywood sign from the from the Speedway. But I know you know it's set in the middle of a bunch of uh, of the famous California highways, you know, and and uh, you you know you could get celebrities showing up at events and and a lot of movies and TV shows were filmed there, and and it was just a special place, and it was really well known for the CRA non wing racing, you know, where they really backed them in at tight flat corners. And just seeing the billboards all the way around the place and palm trees in the infield. And, and the, you know, I was very fortunate to win the biggest race of my career, which was the Pacific Coast Nationals. And, you know, it was one of the crown jewels at that time, you know, in sprint car racing. And uh, uh, that was the last race of the 1986 uh, World of Outlaws, the last World of Outlaws race of 1986. And then we opened the season right back there in February of 1987 with a two-day show, and I won both of those. So I won three straight World of Outlaws races at Ascot. So it's easy for me to, when people ask me what's my favorite track, it's easy to, to answer it. It's, it's Ascot. Now, is that, uh, do you write about that in your uh, your autobiography, uh, Still Wide Open? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of a lot of that's in there. You know, and what in my first trip ever out, I went out with Kenny Jacobs. Um, just as a, a basically to, a grunt or to help in any way I could with his team. Uh, he was driving for Harold Kemen all at the time, and that was my first trip out west and and to see you know Phoenix. Uh, the, went to the Western World at Manzanita, and then the Pacific Coast Nationals at Ascot and and some other tracks. And so, yeah, it was a special place. Even you know when, when I was really young, and and then when I got to racing and got a name for myself and got good enough to go out there and race, you know, man, it, it was really, really special to, uh, to not only get to race out there, but to win some races. Well, no, you, uh, you released a, uh, expanded and enhanced, uh, version of still wide open in 2011. Um, mm-hmm. is there going to be a, another one coming, you know, cause it, what was, that was a 12 years from the, when it, when still wide open first came out. So maybe 2023, no. will there be more or, or is it? <laughs> well, and, Probably not, but actually we just did, uh, you know, that uh, was sold out within a couple of years. Um, and we just did do a, uh, with Dave Argerbright, the co-author, and just, uh, who has, that was the first book. We actually, the first one was in 1999, and that was the first book he had ever written. And he's done, I don't know, eight or ten cents. And, um, but he finally uh, recently uh, did a reprint, a uh, limited edition reprint of that 2011 book and so we do have some out and, uh, and available at daveargerbright.com but it's uh, uh nothing no updated version as of yet so um you know that one was updated from the original one in 99 like i said had colored this one has colored pictures and and some more information in it than the original but uh yeah i know dave's busy and 
I've been busy, so I don't foresee a, another edition. Now, I, I I know most of our audience is familiar with, with your past and everything and, and who Brad Doty is, but uh, for those that may not be familiar with Brad Doty and his story, uh, you know, with what happened at Eldora years ago, uh, go ahead and give us a brief uh, synopsis of, of that whole deal. All right. Well, and uh, speaking about the World of Outlaws, in 1982, I was uh, Rookie of the Year with the World of Outlaws. And then um, I ran on and off with the with the series uh, through 1987. Didn't run every year, but 1987 I finished second in the points to Steve Kinzer, who went on to be a 20-time champion and arguably the best wing sprint car driver ever. So uh, to finish second to him was was we had a great year, uh, best season I ever had financially, uh, most wins, and so and. Uh, 1988, uh, unfortunately, I had an accident at Eldora Speedway and at the King's Royal and was paralyzed. And so, uh, you know, life changed, uh, obviously. And so, uh, but I was lucky a few years later, I got involved in TV and, and uh, uh, been doing you know, World of Outlaws and some other series uh, TV as a color analyst for for many years and got you know very fortunate to be able to stay involved in the sport and still be part of it. Are you still doing uh, TV or, or media at, you know today? Yes, actually we are. Um, you know, a lot of stuff's obviously online streaming and they just plug into the announcer usually and and so um, but we the World of Outlaws has done about 4 or 5 TV races every year for the last four or five years that air on CBS Sports uh, Network, and usually they air in the off season. And so, unfortunately, a lot of people don't even know they're on and 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 have missed them. Um, but I am going to do uh, five or six Power Eye midget races and some asphalt sprint car races for Mav TV this year. So awesome. Uh, yeah, things things could get real busy, and it's usually like I said from July on when the TV stuff really picks up. Wish they do that stuff live. Yeah, well, actually, believe it or not, last year during COVID, uh, we did th- three live. The World of Outlaws did three live broadcasts, and it's the you know first time that World of Outlaws have been live all oh, ten or fifteen years. And it was uh, I actually drove to Charlotte, is where the studio is, where we've been voicing the shows for years. And it's about a seven-hour drive, and I can drive it in the time it takes me to get to an airport, change planes, get a rental car, get back up. So anyway, I prefer driving it. But So last year, we did three live shows. Two of them were Dave Reef and I, who's Dave's the play-by-play, and I'm the analyst. We were in the studio in Charlotte, and we were more or less the host, and, and or Dave was the host, and... I would analyze things between races, but when it would go to live racing, we would throw it to Johnny Gibson with his live call. Uh, so it went out over live TV as a live call, and then it'd come back to us in the studio. And then we actually did a, a live live um, where I was, Dave, and, Dave Reef and I both were at Cedar Lake, Wisconsin, uh, up in the booth. It was reminded me of the old days. They had to, um, since I'm in a wheelchair, it takes two or three pretty good sized guys to carry me up the steps wheelchair and all. And, uh, 
and it's usually hundred degrees. It seems like, oh. but uh, so and it was hot, it was hot, and they they got me up there, and we actually did uh, an on camera open, which even with the voiceover stuff, we we're not usually on camera. So I had to put a sport coat on and, and sit in the hot sun <laughs> to do a to do an open for the show. But it was I admit it was, it was really nice because it was cool. you know it was kind of a reminded me of the, quote the good old days when we did like eighteen live shows a year. But so we did do that, and ironically, and in, in right in the midst of COVID, you know, Wisconsin at that time was pretty much open, so we were able to get it done, and, and the ratings seemed to be good. And but it's really hard to do sprint car racing live. There's so much downtime yeah. and, uh, you know, it's hard to, you know, one, one big flip or tearing down the fence or something, or, you know, it can, it can really delay things and it's really costly to buy the airtime and, and especially if the show's running late. So that's why I, I, one of the main reasons we don't see a lot of live sprint car racing on TV. Well, Brad, on the other side of that, I understand that uh, I've been talking to Tim Nichols a little bit. And he said, uh, told me that you may be uh, doing some stuff with Brett Wheeler on Ultimate Dirt TV with iRacing. Yeah, he's, he's you know, brought it up. The, the, the biggest issue is, is I, I only had a 1.5 megabit internet speed until uh, about a year ago. And they, I got a whopping 10 and then I, and they doubled it to 20. Well, it's been out for the last uh well we talked about maybe me doing uh you know this on a zoom or however video and it literally has been out for the last two to three days and they said it would be tomorrow uh at two before we get it back on and it came back on a couple hours ago (laughs) so it's not very dependable and so that's the issue with uh working with tim and, and what he wants to do is whether my internet can handle it so we're we're gonna do some test runs and see what happens Let's uh, let's uh, talk like about fun. let's talk about the Brad Doty Classic coming up on uh, Tuesday at Attica Raceway Park. Uh, what uh, what year is this? Is this thirty third annual? Thirty third. Okay, I knew it was thirty something, but thirty third annual. Yep. Uh, how can uh, people get uh, tickets for for this? There's advanced ticket sales, right? Oh yeah, yep. And there's reserved seats, uh, plenty available. Um, they can go to AtticaRacewayPark.com. Uh, and just click on the, there's a, a banner down, they just click on it, buy ticket, uh, or worldofoutlaws.com and click on the NOS Energy Drink logo and go to their schedule they can, and they can buy them, uh, click on buy tickets there as well. But, uh, um, you know, we, uh, we're doing well, really well. The reserve seats, the advanced seats are probably the best they've been in years. So that's, that's a good sign. And, uh, but I want people to know, you know, with Attica added a thousand seats over the winter. And so uh, we will not sell out. I don't believe we, you know, we, we general admission, obviously, or there's lots of general admission seats and, and pit passes are available to anyone at any age. That's the nice thing about Attica. People can go in and, and, uh, mingle and see the drivers up close and, and, and look what they're doing with the race cars. And, and there's a pit grandstands on both sides of the racetrack that people can find a seat a lot of times you know the team members will go up while their car's out on the track and as soon as their car's off the track they bail and and go and do something else so there's always shuffling going on where people can hopefully find a seat how much how much less stress do you have this year not having to worry about the the covid restrictions uh, that we had last year um quite a bit but um 
you know, I always stress over the weather. And so, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but, uh, yeah, last year was a strange, strange deal, you know, um, not, sh- not sure what was going to happen, you know, with the Kings Royal not running, um, and that kind of and be limited to, uh, the amount of seats we could sell in the grandstand and, and how successful the race was going to be. And it ended up being a really great night. It was a beautiful day. And that's what I said. I wouldn't, wouldn't, you know, we, you know, no threat of rain, no, you know, beautiful weather in the midst of COVID, you know, <laughs> and, uh, but, but it was a great race. And, uh, you know, didn't know, like I said earlier, Kyle Larson won the race last year. And, and so it was, uh, we had a good crowd and, and, uh, you know, it was a tremendous race. Brad, I was looking at the with the winners list of the Brad Doty Classic over the last 32 years, and it reads like a who's who of sprint car racing. Guys like Jack Hewitt, Bobby Allen, Steve Kinzer, uh, Jack Hodenshield, obviously. But you've also got some guys in there that that some surprise names like Alvin Ripke, you know, a local guy like Greg Wilson, Dean Jacobs. What's it mean to have a race that's been so diverse for the last 32 years to to and be so successful over the course of time? Oh man, it, it means so much, and I do get asked this question a lot, you know, and and um the the seeing the emotion of some of the drivers who have won it is uh is pretty special you know um you know i don't want to start naming names i guess but uh, you know it's surprising uh, there's been a couple of drivers um who really surprised me that that uh showed some emotion and and genuinely felt uh you know made it made it known that it was a, it was a special win for them and and they've had a lot of wins, and and so for them to to react like that, you know, it really drives it home. And and people, you know, you asked about the stress and and that kind of thing. I, I was on another show. I was talking with Aaron Everham the other day, the you know former sprint car driver, and she she won a World of Outlaws race out out in Oregon, I believe it was a long time ago. And and um, as I explained to her, you know, it's like leading a race from the from the green flag and you know somebody's right on your bumper and you can't let up and your your drone's pumping and you're stressing and you just driving as hard as you can when that checkered flag falls it's such a relief it's not jubilation sometimes it's a relief and that's kind of the way this promoting a race is or this race is people ask me do i you know once i get there do i relax i don't relax until it literally till the checkered flag falls once that checkered flag falls and we're in victory lane, that literally is just a thousand pounds off my shoulders. You know, that's when things, uh, I can finally relax and breathe and, and soak it all in. And when do you start thinking about next year's Brad Doty classic after that? Well, we usually take, I, I try to mentally take, you know, some time off, but it, it usually doesn't take long because, <laughs> you know, Rex Lejeune and John Boris at the track, you know, we've always got, ideas and things that we see at every event that you know we need to change that we need to fix this for next year that kind of thing you know so we we make mental notes and and physically write down things sometimes to talk with each other to say okay this worked that didn't work or this you know we we need to work on this we need more of this or less of that kind of thing and and uh you know that's so it usually doesn't take long where you know one of us getting a hold of the other you know, say, hey, what do you think about this for next year kind of thing? So, <laughs> it, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it can be fun. It so, can be nerve-wracking, but it can be fun. Uh, anything uh, different uh, fans can expect uh, at this Brad Doty Classic on Tuesday? Uh, Other than the additional yeah. uh, grandstand seating? 
Yeah, no, not really, I guess. Yeah. Um, well, we we have our own potato chips. We've got the yeah. uh, JR's Taters have, uh, we put the logo on some potato chips, and, and we've got a new, uh, a lo- a, the race logo. If anybody has seen it, it's a yellow logo with the bandit and all of our sponsors on it. We've made decals that are that will be for sale along with the event t-shirt. And you mentioned the, the list of drivers. Of course, the event t-shirt always has the, the list of all the former winners on the back of the shirt. And so, uh, you know, those will be available behind the grandstands. But uh, um, no, nothing really, really new. Just, um, you know, hoping for a good, clean race and, and a packed grandstand. We, we talk about the former winners a little bit. One of one of the names that sticks out is the two se- 2007 victor, uh, Jack Hodenshield. Jack in his, on his uh, farewell, t- farewell tour this year. What would it mean to have your good friend Jack Hodenshield back in victory lane at the Brad Doty Classic on Tuesday? Uh, it'd be special. Um, you know, and, you know, I don't know. I think it was, I don't know how many years ago, uh, Sheldon, you know, he was in his nine, the 93, is, is the car he owned him basically himself and had like a straightaway lead with 10 laps to go. And uh, they probably weren't going to catch him. And that would have been the first father-son winners. And uh, a caution came out. And uh, uh, I believe it was the year Donnie shot. He won, I think he started 15th, and Pittman took a provisional and came from 25th to 3rd or something like that. It was a heck of a race. But uh, when you mentioned the Hodden Shields, yeah, that, that pops into my mind too that, um, you know, I think Jack probably would have been as proud to see Sheldon win it as, as if he wanted himself again. <laughs> so, Absolutely. so how many cars, uh, if you had to guess, how many cars do you think uh, are going to be there Tuesday night? Oh my, um, I really don't, I really don't know. I, I would say minimum of 40. Um, like I said, we've had as high as 60, but, um, I'm going to guess 50. I'm, I'm just going to kind of split the middle and just say we've, I, you know, I think that's what we had. I believe that's what we had last year. I'd have to look, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing somewhere close to 50 cars. Awesome. Well, uh, Brad, we know you're busy, so we do appreciate the time. Always great talking to you. Uh, Brad Doty classic coming up at Echo raceway park on Tuesday gates open at uh, three o'clock and then opening ceremonies and uh, racing will start about seven thirty for that. And uh, I guess the uh, credit cards are being accepted at the main entrance uh, as well, but cash only for uh, the concession stands. And I'm assuming for the, the, the shirts and uh, everything else. Yeah. Uh, that I don't know about for sure. The, the shirts, yes, that, that'd probably be cash only. Bring your cash, bring your credit cards, bring it all. And you, bring it all. That's right. Bring it all. <laughs> All right, man, we'll uh, be crossing our fingers for uh, some more great weather again for you this year. Yeah, we could use that. So, really, thanks for having me on, you guys. I really appreciate the the help getting the word out. All right, man, we appreciate it, too. Thanks for your time, Brad. Yep, take care. All right. Thank you. Bye. There you go, the uh, legendary Brad Doty uh, talking about uh, his namesake race coming up Tuesday, 33rd, and I didn't realize that was that. I thought it was 30th, so yeah, was, three years off. I was off. going back to the, the driver's list, and, and like I said, some of those names on there, you know, Steve Kinzer, Jack Hewitt, Bobby Allen. It, it includes, like I said, some of the local stars. Mark Keegan picking up a win back in 93. Alvin Ripke was one of one of the, the best victory lanes ever. He comes out of the car, and they get the mic frame. Holy moly, I won the Doty. <laughs> and then that was, for years, you know, a, a joke about that, but – 
that's so cool that that the Brad Doty Classic has become such an institution in, in, in uh, sprint car racing all over the country. Absolutely. Coming up, we're going to have uh, the weekend weather pit stop with uh, Ron Miller tonight because uh, yeah, uh, Ryan. Speaking Week- of legends, Ryan Weekman had sent me. Uh, he sent it. He, he did it. He just sent me the wrong file. He sent the one he did two weeks ago. So we could talk about the weather from a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Not going to help you for this weekend. So we'll have Ron do that. We also have how many coming up here in just a little bit, and we'll talk about uh, the upcoming races this weekend. Before we get to that, uh, want to mention uh, freeze frame photos. Give them a uh, call for all your racetrack photo needs, uh, whether on the track or in Victory Lane. Um, they do photos by appointment, freeze frame photos, special moments frozen in time. Four one nine four seven six nine nine seven eight, and uh, they have some new products as well. Custom uh, calendars, can koozies, all, all kinds of uh, cool things. They get like a, some wood burning things, sign things, very artsy, craftsy kind of stuff. Pretty cool, good gift stuff. Uh, Big D's Pizza, of course. Uh, thanks again to Dean Henry for uh, having us out last week. We did the show right right out in the front in the parking lot. We'll have to do that again. That, that was, was fun. fun. That was that, fun. That was re- that was a really good time. Uh, give uh, Big D's a, a call. Stop in, order some pizza, 419-547-1444. Uh, you can order online, orderbigdspizza.com. Big on taste, not on price. A few news items to uh, hit on here. Um, Field Mouse, this is the guy's name, Field Mouse. Not, not an actual Field Mouse. The guy's name is Field Mouse. Climbed from his street stock at Pike County Speedway in Magnolia, Miss, uh, Mississippi, after a crash, ran back down the track, and uh, kicked a moving car. He was a little pissed off at the guy. Kicked the moving car. Uh, Mouse ended up rolling around the ground in pain and uh, had a broken leg, ankle, something. Messed up. Not the smartest thing to do. Number one, getting out of your car, bad idea. Number two, running at cars coming toward you, even if they're under caution, bad idea. Number Another two, bad idea. Yeah. And then to kick a car. <laughs> um, I thought we all learned our lesson yeah. a few years ago with this. That, that's it seems just, like it yeah. has been forgotten. I've seen a lot of people getting out of cars recently and. Uh, I don't know if tracks have been doing much about that, but uh, before it was, unless your car is on fire, you stay in the car. Uh, do not get out under any circumstances. Absolutely. We had an issue of this at, at Shady Bowl over the weekend. Yep. Um, it, it's... It, I don't think it was going to be anything, but the driver coming down the track stopped, and then the guy that had walked out the motion and decided he was going to get closer. And Yeah, it, it, it probably could have been avoided. It had the been a little bit more on it. It seems to be happening quite a bit. Maybe COVID yeah. has made people angry. Uh, speaking of angry, a fight broke out after the stadium super trucks support race at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course uh, this past weekend. Uh, did you guys see any of this, hear about this? Didn't, didn't. No. So, uh, Bo- this is news. Uh, I should have, I have the, I saw the video. I should have pulled the video up here, but uh, you guys can look it up. Uh, Bo Lamastis confronted Bill Hines after uh, Hines wrecked Lamastis after the race because he was displeased with Lamastis, uh, who skipped some of the jumps and uh, passed Hines. Uh, Lamastis uh, ended up putting his he took he had his helmet off. Uh, Hines kept his helmet on. He had his uh, Hans device and everything, but uh, Lamastis put his hands up like under his uh, helmet, trying to get him to take his helmet off. And Hines ended up punching him. And uh, Lamastis uh, then went and got his steering wheel. And took it off and chucked it at Heinz. And then uh, Heinz picked up Lamastis' helmet as Heinz, or Lamastis had backed off, kind of backing away, and slammed it to the pavement a couple times. Pieces went flying out of that. 
And uh, the Lamastus ended up over by a track worker, found an extinguisher, and it looked like he was going to take that <laughs> into the fight. But he took about three steps and just threw it down and turned around and went back behind the wall. That was the end of the fight there. I was like, that was interesting. I did see that video. Did you yeah. see that? Okay. I mean, yeah, see, I didn't realize that's what it was from. It was from the stadium truck race. So that, yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so apparently, uh, those guys get pissed off too. <laughs> uh, some uh, sad news uh, over the weekend. A man was killed after a crash at uh, Harwell, Harwell or Hartwell Speedway down in uh, Georgia, I believe it was. Uh, this past week, and a car spun and crashed over a wall, through a fence, and into the infield pits, uh, injuring a child, a male in his 30s, and killing uh, 57-year-old Paul Ballinger. So, uh, weird freak accident there. I remember hearing about that uh, yeah. Sunday, I think. Um, Atlanta Motor Speedway is getting a facelift starting after this weekend's NASCAR races. The uh, corners will be going from 24 to 28 degrees of banking, and the width of the uh, corners will decrease from 55 feet to 40 feet. So Ooh. I'm guessing it's going to be faster and narrower. Atlanta, when it's freshly paved, they're turning over Pretty 210 fast, yeah. miles an hour as it is. So well, I remember when they, when they first reconfigured, this is how old I am, back in the day, it used to be a true <laughs> oval, and then they made it the, the quad oval there with the dog leg. And when they first did that, that first paper, I remember they were up, speeds were crazy for a mile and a half. Yeah, and right now they're going to do this, and uh, I'm I'm guessing we're going to have some fast speed. Although they're going to be, I don't, do they have another race there this year? I didn't look that up. Or is the first race probably going to be next year with the, the next generation cars? That's a good question. I thought Atlanta used to be the, the used finale to have a, years ago, and that's, yeah. that's changed. Well, anyway, look at the NASCAR schedule. Yeah, well, get back to me on that, Jerry. That's your you're on a yeah, you're on that mission. Uh, in the meantime, Chess, Chase Chess Chase Elliott, uh, he's going to be competing in the SRX season finale at Nashville uh, Fairgrounds on July seventeenth. Uh, that means that uh, Chase is going to be racing his dad, Bill. That could Ooh, be yeah. pretty interesting. Um, so uh, that's uh, racing. Something. Racing your kid can be a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you have equally prepared cars? Oh yeah, okay. Pretty close, I would think, right? I don't know. Yeah. I think Steve does some things to 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 his car that I don't think Ron all does. the time. Some are good, some are bad. Oh, okay. Uh, and uh, speaking of Kyle Larson, who we were talking about a little bit uh, earlier, he's going to uh, be competing in the Knoxville Nationals. So, I mean, why not? Yeah, did see that it was that yeah. was confirmed. I did see that. Yeah. That's going to be interesting to see how that goes for for everyone else. <laughs> um, and that's all the news that I have uh, for now. Uh, take a look at our uh, Twitter poll. Uh, don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Uh, our Twitter poll was, uh, should we do more on uh, more live on location shows like we did last week at Big D's Pizza? And 78.6% uh, said yes. 7.1% said no. And 14% just said, who cares? So... Based on our uh, results last week, which were pretty damn close, I forget what the poll was. I just remember it was close. Um, that's a pretty overwhelming uh, majority there. So I guess we're going to have to yeah, do this again. Definitely have to do that. So Atlanta, this is the only Atlanta is race. It? Okay. Is it? this weekend. So yep. it will be yep. next. They went there back to only having one race. So, so it'll be next year when the, the new configuration uh, debuts with the next-gen car. So, well, yep. at least for uh, the Cup Series. Uh, I, the Xfinity Series, I don't think they're having a next-gen car. Are they? 
I think the next gen cars. I don't think so right away. They, yeah. they, they do. I'm sorry. Atlanta does have two races. They had one in March as well. But okay. So. Yeah. So they've already raced. Those will be the second one for the year. Cool. All right. Uh, once again, thanks to Ron Miller Race Cars. Uh, I'm going to be uh, visiting them tomorrow, as a matter of fact. Uh, they're in Lambertville, Michigan. 734-856-7223. Race cars, parts, safety equipment, service, advice, anything a, sir, a racer needs. I called them last night. I had a problem. I did something stupid. Stripped out something on my uh, aluminum intake and uh, had to... Gila coil that bad boy to get my carburetor back Gila on. Gila coil is your friend. It is. It's like an eraser. It erases your mistakes. <laughs> so, that's what I'm going with. Uh, let's play uh, how many. Last week's how many was uh, how many Renegades uh, were going to be at the Renegade Rumble Friday night at Sandusky Speedway. And after I got back, I did give uh, uh, Chris Mize, um, Brian Smith's phone number. But I don't I don't know that they found a... Uh, Compact form to race or not, but uh, in any case, they did have uh, 21 cars. So I was the uh, show winner. I picked 26 last week. I was closest of us, and our online winner with uh, he was the only one to pick the exact number 21. Doug Frost. So uh, Doug Frost gets himself a free Big D's pizza. Let's get with uh, Dean Henry and get that sorted out for you. So congratulations to Doug Frost. This week's how many? Is uh, and I see some people have made guesses on things. Those don't count because that was we were talking. Never mind. Oh, the Doty Classic. Yeah. Yes. So ignore those previous numbers. Yeah, Norman and, and Brian. I think uh, that Norm was referring to how many sprint cars are going to be there on Tuesday, which right. is part of this week's how many. It's just part. It's another math one. We're going to do an 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 additive an additive addictive. No. We're going to do a sum of how many. Vintage American race cars are going to be at Oakshade on Saturday. And that number varies quite a bit. And I'm actually probably going to have to count the cars when I'm there to, <laughs> to get a count. How many vintage American race cars will be at Oakshade on Saturday? I'd say we average about 20 would be my guess. And then also, in addition to that, the sum of that plus how many World of Outlaws will be at, not World of, how many sprint cars? Even if they're not World of Outlaw drivers, local, I mean, anything. Sprint cars at Attica Raceway Park on Tuesday for the Brad Doty. So that total number is this week's how many? How many total vintage American race cars at Oakshade plus sprint cars at Attica? Just one number. Don't uh, put two numbers. Scott Warner's got it right there. He's got one number. And uh, that will be your guess for this week's How Many. Put your guess in the comments of our Facebook Live or our YouTube Live. And uh, whoever's closest will get a Big D's Pizza. And if we have a tie, we'll spin the Big D's Pizza Wheel to uh, determine the winner of uh, everybody who guesses. So I see the, the, the guesses are starting to roll in. Uh, and apparently I have to guess first because I won last week. Yes, you do. So I'm still kind of stalling here. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to go with... Uh, 70. I'm going with 70. 70 vintage American race cars and sprint cars. Vintage American race cars Saturday at Oakshade. Sprint cars Tuesday at Attica. The total. Does Dean himself make uh, make himself pizza? Dean actually wins quite a bit. And then I disqualify he him. He's, he has donated the pizza uh, quite a few yeah. times as well. So. Well, and a lot of our winners have uh, donated the pizza. Yeah. But yeah. But Dean Dean's a pretty good da- guesser. So... He says 52. Uh, he, he may be pretty close there, but uh, 
I don't know. I would say 52 would just be the sprint card number at Attica. Minus, uh, anyways, my guess is 70. So what 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 do you got, uh, Felix? I'm going with um, 18 and 45. Call it 63. I'm glad you did that math for me. <laughs> what do you got, Jerry? I'm going 67. 67. All right, right in the middle there. Okay. Yeah, I think John Deere has it right. I, I'm thinking 53 sprint cars at the Attica at, at the Brad Doty Classic, and I'm thinking 14 vintage American race cars at Oakshade. I think that's be pretty good numbers. Okay. We'll find out. We'll announce the winner next week. Uh, who's going to get that uh, Big D's pizza? We'll take uh, we'll take uh, guesses up until five o'clock on Saturday. That'll be the cutoff. So if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts or uh, iHeartRadio, whatever, uh, you can still. Even if you're not listening to us live, just find our Facebook live broadcasts uh, or the YouTube and put your guess in the comments. As long as before five but o'clock. But if you're not Saturday. listening to us live, why not? Some people can't. Some people go to bed early. Some people it's working. I know. I think so John Young is actually like... working. He's waiting for the weather report. He's usually working. He should be. <laughs> he should be working right now. I think he's got earbuds in though when he does that. Um, he, he was asking about the new kid, so was Tim Nichols. Yeah. <laughs> That's a new kid down there. He's, he just goes by Jerry. He's got no last name. So yeah. seriously, you look like you're uh, 15 years younger. Yeah, and it, it's, it's terrible. I've <laughs> I got to get some fuzz back on this face. Oh. Uh, tomorrow night, uh, racing action this weekend. Lima Land is off. It's a scheduled off. That's not a rain out. That's just uh, – do you know why they're yeah, off dear. this weekend? Is there uh, – UNOH sponsors country concert oh, okay. down in Fort Laramie, Ohio. So, that's... so they actually give us all tickets. Uh, oh. it, it's a chance for us to enjoy some time off and, and go have some fun. So. If you like uh, country, though, right? Well, yeah, if you like not, country. Not music, my thing. Not my thing. Uh, I was, oh, it's, it's the only thing, Scott. Oh, my goodness gracious. I like both kinds of music, country and western. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, we're not getting. I've got quite a spot. I've got quite a big uh, Spotify. There's always weird stuff playing when I go go over to your place. (laughs) There's like Spanish stuff going on. I'm like, what is what is this? What are we listening to? My music's the same way. You never know what you're going to hear with me. It 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 can vary from stuff like Ray Charles to it could be the Inner Circle Avenue, which I have listened to a couple. They're they're um, they're actually very you know they're they're all of their stuff is very good, including our theme song. So. Very, Very eclectic. Yes. Attica Raceway Park in action uh, Friday night. So a lot of uh, racing going on at Attica this weekend. Well, if you count Tuesday as the weekend, I guess you don't. So yeah. never mind. Attica Raceway Park uh, has the Krogan uh, uh, Colonial Bank, Steinley Buick, or Chevrolet Buick in uh, Clyde Knight, uh, featuring the AFCS uh, 410 Sprints. That's 4000 to win thanks to Spanky's Pizza. The UMP late models, the AFCS uh, 305 sprints, gates open at five, racing at 745. General admission is uh, 18 bucks uh, for that show. And I and I left some. Uh, I do better at uh, doing this prep stuff. Uh, Oakshade race. That's the only thing going on uh, in our area Friday night. Uh, Saturday night got uh, quite a bit to choose from. Here you got Oakshade Raceway with the uh, Tin Fisher. Billy Ruff Memorial, late model sportsmen, bombers, compacts, and the vintage American race cars. Gates open at four, racing at seven. General mission, 14 bucks. Flat Rock Speedway, it's the Firecracker 150 with uh, Outlaw Super late models, street stocks. Uh, they're going to have a 50-lap feature, factory stocks. Um, 
figure eights uh, having a 30 lap feature. Gates open at five, racing at seven. General mission, 18 bucks there. Sandusky Speedweights, the Renegades, the Pure Stocks, and the Beginner Stocks. Gates open at four, racing at seven. General mission, five bucks at Sandusky. Shady Bowl Speedway, uh, the Blackford 55 late models, 15, uh, 15.55 to win for that one. Uh, Street Stocks Compacts, and is is it really Powder Puff Crown Vicks? We are, we are running I, uh, Powder Puff and okay. the Crown Vicks, and we... They are going to run a, a regular Crown Vic race too, but it's not going to be for points, uh, just because you know, the cars are already going to be there. We're going to let the guys have a have a run too, but no points. But should be a great show. Uh, grandstand four o'clock there, racing at seven o'clock. Uh, Fremont Speedway is uh, back in action uh, this weekend after being off last weekend. It's uh, Bauman Auto Group night. The Attica Fremont Championship Series four ten sprints, three oh fives, AFCS three oh fives, and the dirt trucks all in action. Gates open at four, racing at seven. General mission fifteen bucks there at Fremont Speedway, and then uh, next week, as we mentioned, the Brad Doty Classic at Attica Raceway Park on uh, Tuesday, July thirteenth. Gates open at three o'clock with the uh, World of Outlaws racing will start at seven thirty. General mission is uh, thirty two bucks, I believe the. Uh, Reserve seats are 37 for that, so uh, you can get more information at com or the uh, worldaboutlaws.com, I believe that their website. Yeah. Uh, and then looking ahead, uh, Wednesday, Eldora Speedway back in action. I believe Jerry's going to be making the trip down there next uh, next week. Uh, yeah. Wednesday is uh, the 38th annual Kings Royal Jokers Wild uh, featuring the World of Outlaws. Gates open at noon, racing at 7.30. General admissions, $29 for Wednesday. And then Thursday night, uh, next uh, Thursday during the show, the... Uh... Yeah, you missed, the, missed that one. I did. <laughs> it's next, not the... Next Wednesday is the Joker's Wild. Uh, Thursday Wait, is, is the, the King's uh, Royal. 38th. Yep, King's yeah. Royal. Uh, Friday's but... the night before the King's Royal. And that's the 37th that's one on Saturday. You got it. Because they're doing the this year's first and then last year's. They're making up all the big events from last year. So uh, there's basically Wednesday through uh, Saturday at Eldora, you got the World of Outlaws. Easiest way to look at it. And that should be a, a tremendous event. I mean, uh, you know, obviously losing the Kings Royal last year, that, that's one of the crown jewels down there. Probably my favorite sprint car race of all time. I, and I've been lucky enough to, to go to the Knoxville Nationals, places like that. Eldora's just got its own mystique. It, it's, something, it's something about that place. So you're going to be live from Eldora next week. Next Thursday, I will be live from Eldora. Uh, we'll see how the how the noise level is, but we should be good. I'll be if I have to, I'll duck inside Tim's trailer, and then we'll do a do it live from in there with, with the simulators. Very good. All right, uh, what's that forecast look like, uh, Mister Ron Miller? Scott, it's really pretty interesting. <laughs> um, Friday, Friday looks pretty good. Friday, Saturday are are kind of mirror images of each other with. Uh, uh, mid to upper 70s for the temperatures. Humidity is going to be down. Just a real slight chance of rain. No big deal. Um, looks like Mother Nature might water the tracks a little on Sunday and Monday, but uh, not much going on those days. Uh, looking ahead to the Brad Doty Classic, a little bit, a uh, little bit warmer than what we'll have this weekend, but still just very minimal chances of rain, and uh, they're not going to last. They'll just be, what are you doing? uh, He's giving his forecast, too. I I was impressed. Your your forecast was actually pretty close. (laughs) So you're actually reading a forecast. Of course it is. I figured you'd be making it up. I figured you'd be making it up. No, no, no. 
Tuesday looks good. Wednesday, Thursday. Um, I think we're, we're looking really great for the big races. Um, there, there's a slight chance of rain, but um, everything I'm seeing says that they're going to be hit or miss and no huge events, no, no two-inch ones. Well, I, I did notice that uh, Saturday, I thought it was 60% chance of rain on uh, Saturday, but that has been, that is now at, at least half of that now. So that's gone down quite a yes. bit. Yeah. So, yeah, it looks like uh, just small chances. So I think we should be good to go racing this weekend, Friday, Saturday, or Tuesday. But but like I say, Sunday and Monday, Mother Nature's going to do some track prep. That's good. Some tracks can use it. Yes. So there you go. <laughs> Nobody's going to touch that one. All right, then. Uh, Thanks again to associate producer uh, Dave Kemmer, field correspondent, Spence Wander, Doug Doc, uh, John Young. We're going to add him on there. Uh, No uh, hammer down hotline this week. Uh, At least I don't think so. I didn't see any notifications, and I didn't, be honest, I didn't check before we came on. But if uh, you would like to be on the show for any reason, uh, feel free to leave us a message at any time at uh, 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. Anytime, day or night. Uh, if you leave us a message before like six o'clock on Thursday, it, uh, there's a good chance whatever you put on there may make the show in some form or another. It may not be in the exact form that you, uh, recorded in, but that's why we, we leave it for the end of the show. I don't even know if you can call the show again. Thanks to our sponsors. Of course, Oakshade Raceway, our presenting sponsor, uh, <laughs> getting all choked up about it. Uh, Real Geese Silhouette <laughs> Decoys, Big D's Pizza, Ron Miller Race Cars, and Freeze Frame Photos. Uh, thanks for helping us out. So a um, um, little bit of uh, show meeting now at the end of the show. Um, you want to set up uh, something in your basement, Ron? We can do it. Uh, we could we'll, we work out the thing. So at least uh, part of the show will be live, and then we have the opportunity to have uh, guests back live, and it will be the actual Ron Miller race car studio. Okay. Yeah. And anytime Jerry's up in town, he can uh, join us live too. Uh, otherwise uh, this way works just fine. So, so maybe and we're, and we're not, and we're not that far from a whole lot of restaurants. So we could have pizza brought in. It probably right. wouldn't be as good as what we had last no, week. No, no. Be kind no of way. disappointing, but uh, that pizza, what that super supreme, Oh man, that was, that was amazing. And it's a shame Scott didn't like all the stuff that was on it. I liked everything else. What was uh, the, the the garlic bread with cheese? What did they call that? Yeah. What are the garlic boat boat? Yes. That floated well in my mouth. (laughs) I did not get to try it. You ate it all. I did. He killed it. It was sitting next to me. It was saying, eat me. (laughs) <laughs> and it was windy and I didn't want it to blow away. So I had to eat it before yeah, it blew good. away. It's very well, good job. Scott. Scott. Good job. It's very important stuff. Uh, so next week on the show, uh, I don't know what we're going to do, but I'm thinking maybe we'll do a uh, preview for the birthday race, the big birthday. Cause we haven't had that in a couple of years at Oakshade. Yeah. So uh, maybe we'll get to uh, yeah, us. That's coming up here real soon. Yeah. A week yeah. from Saturday. That's next weekend. Yeah. Oh my gosh! That's the same night as the uh, Kings Run. Flying by. Yeah. So uh, we'll do something uh, big for that next week uh, again for our presenting sponsor, Oakshade Raceway. We'll get uh, a late model driver or, or two to come on. I'm sure, we can line something up. I'll bet. Yeah. So make sure to join us. Maybe we can get lucky and get Nick Hoffman and Kenny Wallace. Oh, there you go. 
And how about we get uh, we'll get Dr. Jerry Punch back on too? There we go. We'll have it all. It'll be a four hour. <laughs> no, I don't know if Ron can make it. He'll have to push back his uh, dinner. Nah. Or he'll just nah. it'll just well we'll just bring it to his basement. We'll be fine. We, we ate on the air last week. We'll be all right. We ate on the air last week. We can do it again. That's true. All right, we'll catch you uh, next uh, Tuesday night, 7 o'clock. Don't forget to check out HammerdownRaceReport.com. And, of course, listen to us uh, anytime on your favorite uh, podcasting platform, wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're there. Get your backside, trackside. That's it. And your front side, too. Both sides. <laughs> Both sides. It'd be weird. A bunch of butts walking up yeah. track. <laughs> Support your local track. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Bye. <See you. laughs> Night, everybody. Have been listening to the Hammer Down Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Hit Pass Moto, sponsored by Moto America, is the show that keeps you up to speed on the latest in motorcycling and brings the biggest names in motorcycle racing right to you. From candid interviews with the top names in racing, to providing insights into the trends and trendsetters driving the motorcycle industry, we have you covered. New episodes are available every Thursday at pitpassmoto.com and on your favorite podcast app. Ride on!